What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Rebunk. My name is Scott, coming at you live from the Last American Vagabond Studios here in historic Franklin, Tennessee. And I'm really excited about this episode, folks. But uh, just real quick, before we get too far into it here, I just want to show you how you can come follow and support the show. So the website is rebunk.news. Make sure you sign up on the mailing list and a little pop-up. Um, and so this is streaming live on Rockfin and Rumble, and then it goes out on Band.Video, BitChute, and Odyssey after uh, my friend Matthew over at Content Safe helps me push this video out. So if you're a content creator, and you need help distributing your videos, hit me up and I can put you in touch with Content Safe or go to contentsafe.co. Available on all podcast players. Make sure you subscribe. Five star reviews really help. And then, ways you can support the show, we got a give, send, go. There's a link to that on the main webpage there at the top. Um, also, you could be a monthly reoccurring subscriber over on uh, Subscribestar. Uh, I know our guest tonight, Zach, he, he's a Patreon guy, but I've had some run ins with Patreon. And so I, I've ordered Subscribestar. So, subscribestar.com forward slash rebunked. And then the t-shirt shop, which also you can find a link over at uh, rebunk.news. But uh, rebunked uh, t-shirt shop, got all kinds of designs there. Also brought to you by Big Frog T-shirts in Beaverton, Oregon. Now, even though they're in the midst of crazy town, they're they're they're, they're on the level. They're listeners of the show. They're super cool, liberty-minded t-shirt shop. So by shopping and getting a shirt here, you're actually supporting not only the show, but a liberty-minded t-shirt shop. And then the affiliate links to Richard Grove's autonomy course are in the episode description which I actually enrolled in and I'm taking. It's actually in a few minutes, like in an hour, I'm going to be in autonomy. So I'll, I'll give you guys an update on how cool that is. And then uh, Truth TRS Heavy Metal Detox Spray. So all the links are rebunk.news. Just hit up the website and you will uh, you will see all that good stuff there. So joining me tonight, you guys, I'm really excited about this episode. I uh, heard this uh, gentleman on the Pete Quinones show when I was going back and listening to episodes to have Pete on a few weeks ago. And uh, I heard Zach on there. And I was laughing my ass off, and I was like, okay. I immediately reached out to him, and I'm like, okay, we got to bring him on the show. So Zach Brown from Unfit Statesman. What's going on, dude? How you doing? Thank you for having me. This is this is great. This is fantastic. I didn't realize that The Last American Vagabond had uh, uh, like a network. I didn't realize that. Well, it's kind of a weird deal, man. So Ryan, if you're familiar with Ryan, like he's just been yeah. crushing like the last like several years. Um, is I, right, oh, Let me ask you, because like, yeah. Ryan Christian is... is yeah. He's in a relationship with Whitney Webb? No, 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 no. So uh, Whitney works. She, she, she's like, uh, she, she does work for Ryan. She okay. So articles. it's just a work relationship. It's not the. It's yeah. not a. Okay. No, no. She's. I think her her significant other is uh, Johnny Vedmore. I believe. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I think it's kind of been that, like a down low sort of thing, but uh, yeah, I think that's she because she's the she's the person actually that uh, inspired me to start my podcast. My very first episode wow. that I ever did. Uh, it was, it's titled, it's on the Patreon. You got to go to the, you got to go to the Patreon to get the backlog, oh, yeah. baby. Um, it's titled the whiskey mob. And, uh, the reason it's titled the whiskey mob is because I, uh, basically just plagiarized her work on mint press news when yeah. she did that very long thread about, um, you know, the sexual blackmail operations of the intelligence communities of the, the both the Mossad and the CIA, their ties to the Jewish and Italian mobs mm. and um, and how that played into the Epstein Maxwell conspiracy or scandal uh, uh, that we see in recent times. So I read all, every I think it was like nine, eight, nine articles. It was it was a long, you know, she and, and 
if anybody if they follow Whitney, they know, they know they she fucking does her homework. Yeah. And she wrote this very kind of long form thread about it. And I read it and I was like, this will be enough because I was scared. I was like, I don't think I can get through an hour by myself. Mm. And so I just literally I, I basically rewrote what she wrote and then just kind of, you know, went through it. And that was the first that was the first ever episode that I did. And I titled it The Whiskey Mob, just so you know, because the uh, very early on, uh, the people who who became involved with the intelligence communities in America were people who were bootlegging. And mm -hmm. one of the most prominent ones was uh, the Bronfman family it was a Canadian family who was running uh, uh, liquor down from Canada to the border. And the Bronfman family now owns like shares in Disney. Yeah. And uh, oddly enough, do you remember? Do you remember the fucking thing with AOC where she wore the dress and everybody got all riled up? Yes, yes, to the the gala or whatever. Yeah, the Met Gala. So the rich? She, is that the one? Eat the rich? Wasn't that that eat, one? Eat or tax the rich. Tax the rich. Okay. Yeah. So she went with her boyfriend, mm -hmm. little fucking ginger piece of shit. Yeah. Looks like a beta, truly. Totally. Just the beta of all betas. She went with a, a, a very well-known fashion designer who designed the dress. The fashion designer's boyfriend is a descendant of the Bronfman family. Mm. Why? And I remember hearing that and I went, Jesus Christ, is this all connected? It's all am, connected. Am I going insane? Am I, I mean, truly? No. Is, and this, then is this the fluoride in the water? I thought no, the fluoride in the I thought the fluoride in the water was only going to give me bitch titties. I thought you know, I thought it was just going to fuck me up with. I thought I was going to be low T. I didn't realize it was going to make me insane. <laughs> yeah, you start making connections, especially once you start reading Whitney's work, and you realize, oh my god, dude, like like the the rabbit holes are just it's just not mind blowing, dude. Have you seen that she came out with the new the new books? Right? Are you on that? I have it. Yeah. Oh, you got it? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I just ordered mine. So. Well, I'm retarded because I, I didn't realize that the, the, um, it's in the background here, a nation, one nation under blackmail. Yeah, yeah. I didn't realize that that had a volume one. Yeah. So I just, I just saw the tweet, um, about it or the, I forget where I saw it, but I saw that she had the, the second one out, not realizing it was a second one. So mm. I ordered the second one and now I'm waiting on the first one because I'm an idiot and I ordered the second one first. That's all right. So, all right. Sometimes watching part two is uh, illuminating and then going back and watching the prequel. So I don't know. That's but right. Yeah, man. So, yeah, dude, I actually just got connected with Ryan just because I, I actually moved here. He's in located in Tennessee, just a little bit south of Nashville. And uh, him and I have done episodes before. And uh, I, I just moved here from Oregon. Like I escaped uh, the Pacific Northwest and uh, pretty much chose Tennessee as a destination. And then Ryan was just like, hey, man, if you end up in the Nashville area, you know, you can use my studio or whatever. I'm like, cool. Where in the Northwest were you? I was in Eugene, Oregon. Okay. So, in, yeah. oh, okay. Yes. Isn't, that's uh, Oregon Duck territory, brother. Oregon Ducks. Yeah. University of Oregon. Yep. That's, is, is Eugene where the Nike factory is? Mm, no, it's pretty much there up in Beaverton. I don't know where their factories are. I mean, aren't their shoes made in China? Like, aren't they all made in China? Oh, well, <laughs> but I mean, like, they're, I, I shouldn't say their headquarters, though. Headquarters, they're like yeah. where they're. That's uh, yeah. Beaverton, right outside of Portland, which is like two hours north. Eugene's like right in the middle, like the middle of the state, basically in the little valley yeah. there. So, but yeah, man, it's born and raised there, but had to escape. Like it was just a nightmare. It was a nightmare. It's getting to be a pretty much a nightmare. And I'm like, dude, I'm out and fled to a free state and just been awesome. And you're up in New Jersey, right? Yeah, I, I live in New Jersey. I'm from South Dakota. Oh, okay, so okay. I did the opposite. I fleed freedom. <laughs> yeah. Um, I fled freedom. 
uh, and uh, ended up here. I was a, I was a huge fan of the city. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, I used to go in the city all the time. We'd walk around. We go to we go to like uh, my friends and I would go to the financial district and we would fucking we just have little shooters and then we'd smoke blunts and because nobody bother you. And this was back when crime was like basically non-existent in Manhattan, especially toward the financial district, toward Battery Park. And uh, we would just walk around. And we just like that's the that's the beauty of New York City, or it used to be the New York the, the beauty of New York City, where you could the 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 the, the fun is just walking around, mm-hmm. seeing people, seeing buildings, seeing this, seeing that, being able to get anything at any given point. Um, and then COVID hit, and then it's just now it's a hellscape, and um, you know you, you're lucky if you live there and you go you know 48 hours with without getting stabbed by a dull blade between the second and third rib. Um, and the, by the way, the stabbing in that situation, the actual pain from the stabbing and the stitches are not the issue. Uh, and the hospital bill from that is not the issue. It's the tetanus you get later. Mm. And uh, all of a sudden you got locked jaw and you're foaming at the mouth. And so, uh, yeah, it used to be fun. Now it's not so much. So, but I, I live with my girlfriend now. And so mm. obviously I can't just fucking, you know, I can't leave her. Yeah. But I can hit her. There you go. I mean, yeah, of course. <laughs> I mean, isn't it's that what they do in New Jersey? I mean, isn't that just like kind of that's the Italian passion? Yeah, <laughs> I, I prefer. I, I'm no fan of the Italian uh, race. <laughs> um, I think they're very boisterous and they have a lot of convoluted ego, and they they misdirect a lot of their pride uh, toward their ethnicity, like where they're from. And it's like you know, I listen. Italy is beautiful. It's a beautiful language. You have beautiful architectures. Nothing better than Italian architecture. Be great food, but uh, your people are horrible. <laughs> it's just all of you. All what do you think? What do you think's the deal with the romanticization of the Italian culture and like American pop culture, particularly like the the organized crime aspect of it? What's up with that? Um, Americans are pussies. America, American, uh, America created such a, uh, a convenient and comfortable lifestyle so fast for its citizens that you see through our entertainment, we're almost yearning for badassery, l- uncomfortability. Like there's an admiration and respect for people who went through uncomfortable times and 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 uh, are living a, a life that constantly puts them in danger because we're living such a, an opposite way. So I think I think the reason why the glorification of like the mob and fucking cowboys like cowboys, cowboys dude put, fucking put a little three ten to Yuma on I'm gonna sit my ass on the couch and not move okay a little three ten to Yuma no country for old men CIA movies right yeah. that like like people you know Denzel Washington and the Equalizer yeah it's all it's all because there's um what do you call it like Freudian or Schatzenfreuden Mm-hmm. whatever it is it's yeah. yeah yeah it's it's um it's the idea that you're sitting on a couch and you're comfortable and uh you know you took a little xanax and you're drinking a little wine and you know that helps you forget the fact that you're no longer allowed to see your kids but you like the fact that you're comfortable but you're watching somebody not be comfortable mm-hmm. like there's so there's the glorification of like the mob and violence i think stems from the the ridiculous convenience and comfortability that America, you know, most Americans live. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, man. And well, it's almost plus like, okay, so that, that brings up another good point. Like just Hollywood in general, just like their glorification of violence, you know, and just like, of course, it gets almost hacky at this point to point out like the left and their insane like hypocrisy on almost every issue across the board. But then Hollywood, like they on one hand want to take the guns, you know, defund the police. They want to like, well, you know, that's a separate issue. We don't even need to go there with that. That's not even what I'm saying with this, but it's more like, like, you know, school shootings disarm the public, but they're the biggest proponents of gun culture and gun violence there is it's insane so. yeah it's there's not a lot of ideological consistency i've i've got i've i've surrendered to the fact that um you know when you discuss politics with people just out and about just people in your life um it most likely will unless you know who you're speaking to beforehand and you know that they agree with you most likely it will not be pleasant because the moment there's a disagreement the moment that's the moment usually your interlocutor gets emotional and so i've kind of abandoned the hope that people are rational or people understand that uh you know it's not right versus left it's top versus bottom type i've kind of abandoned that hope because it's not going to it's not going to happen not in the near future anyway and all i'm looking for now is ideological consistency mm-hmm. that's all i look for if you if you are if you are ideologically consistent and you agree you disagree with me on every single thing i go dude you're fucking pull it out i'll mm-hmm. touch it you know it's like i i respect it like there's there's no i have no um I have no respect for people who agree with me on 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 things, but then they are ideologically inconsistent and then completely switch their attitude on a different, you know, based on a, a specific circumstance. Like there's there's people who who think it's absolutely ridiculous that, uh, you know, the Donbass region in the Ukraine wants to secede. Mm-hmm. They th- and, and they go, no, that's the part of Ukraine. Ukraine has the right to that fucking territory. And the fact that Russia got involved and invade, I mean, that's, ins- they think it's, it, it, that's just a humanitarian crisis. This is, this is, these are war crimes. And it's like, yeah, but you think the opposite with Taiwan and China. You respect Taiwan's sovereignty, but not the eastern region in ukraine and by the way there are more the taiwan has more cultural and historical ties to china than the eastern region of ukraine uh, uh, the the donbass region does to ukraine yeah totally so it's like i I don't at this point I, i don't even care if you disagree with me just be ideologically consistent yeah that's all i don't care you could tell you could come up to me and say i just beat a toddler to death but I, you know, I'm consistent on the Taiwan Ukraine issue. I'd go, let's have a seat. Let's have a seat. We'll drink some coffee. I'm going to talk about it. (laughs) You know? Yeah. Yeah, man. It's just so crazy out there. Like, I don't even know. Do you even think there's a political solution to this at all? Like, do you have any hope for that in any way, shape, or form? Mm, No. (laughs) Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just the, I mean, you know, I, I, I've heard some of your discussions and then just kind of your viewpoints like coming from like, and, and uh, not, not f- like the one I just listened to recently. I can't remember the gal's name you were talking to, but it's like, you know, I'm not a full blown libertarian. And it's like, like there's, really, was it, was like, it Karen Ann Harlos? Yeah. 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 There's like, no, nobody's really a full blown libertarian. Like you can't, there's like, like on piece yeah. on paper, it, it sounds great, but like in practicality, there's a lot, of, it's really hard to like implement a lot of these things. And that's kind of been my progression. You know, I, I got into it like, you know, post 
COVID really, you know, getting involved with like the freedom cell community and like, like kind of, you know, agorist type approach to this stuff. And uh, then learning about libertarianism after the fact, realize, realizing like, holy crap, like this is like the stuff I'm already doing. You know what I mean? And so it really resonated with me. And then, and then a lot of it started to chip away like the reality of it. I'm like, oh, shoot. Okay. Yeah. Well, maybe, you know what I mean? And so it's just been, it's been an interesting journey, but uh, you know, it's just kind of hard to reconcile, like, like being no, since there is no political solution to it, you know, the opposite being like, well, then let's just dismantle the government. You know what I mean? Like, let's just figure out a new way to, to approach this thing. But now it's just like, it's such a mess. Like, I don't even know how to look at it at this point, you know? Yeah. Well, one of the things that actually stuck with me, so I'm, I'm with you. It's like, there are people who want to completely uh, abolish policing. And then my thing is like, well, then it will certainly move to privatization privatization of policing will move to tribalism tribalism will move to imperialism and now we have you know sects of the community uh of america just just probably you know there's there's almost certainly you can't get rid of human nature and human nature is naturally imperialistic you want more territory and so eventually there's going to be a group of people who had enough money to hire ex-navy seals as their police force they're going to say I, we want to do something with that land down there, but there's people down there and those people might not have the money to hire, you know, whatever, a, a good a security force. The, and then all of a sudden, you know, these motherfuckers from the top of the hill show up and we, and they go because there's behold, they're beholden to nobody, even the law. And I have no respect for the, the, like, you know, the judicial system as it, as it currently is, but now they don't even have to fucking, you know, even if somebody videotapes you and puts it on Twitter, they don't even have to worry about it, you know? Yeah. So, and and they can just take their land and go, fuck you, we'll just kill all of you. Mm-hmm. And I, that's kind of how I thought. And then one of the, Karen raised a very, very interesting point that's kind of uh, uh, made me rethink it. And I'm a bit conflicted about it, but, uh, and she's right. That's the same argument that slave owners made in the south they said who's gonna pick the cotton who's gonna basically i mean just to i mean like two-thirds of the colony's commerce was coming from the backs of slaves Mm. and then in turn so was the british economy like was heavily relying on slaves both in the colonies and the southern colonies and then in the uh, uh caribbean nations as well with the sugar and shit and so they made the argument they're like okay but what are we going to do if we get rid of it? And when you put it that way, it's like, yeah, maybe the people who are arguing against something bad aren't necessarily responsible with coming up, uh, responsible for coming up with a replacement for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and so I don't know. I mean, listen, you know, who knows? I don't know. But the, the fact of the matter is, and, and she, when she said that she was referring to government as a whole, and and we do know at this point that the government we have is bad. Yeah. And so, you know, uh, I don't know. I don't know if you if you completely abolish the government and all of its uh, all of the avenues mm-hmm. that come that come with it. I mean, you know, I, there'd be so much pain, but I don't know what would come out of it. Maybe that's what's needed to create a new thing. I, I don't know. But whatever happens, just fucking happen after i die i don't i don't want to fucking live through a goddamn revolution 
Yeah, well, yeah, there's that. But then, like, I've also heard you talk about, like, just, like, from an, like, an accelerationist standpoint. It's like, okay, well, let's just get this over with. Like, just put the insanity on full blast. Like, right? The insanity is, like, pretty much on full blast right now. And people are waking up to the extreme. So, like, let's just let's just get it all out of the way, man. Like, let's... But at, this, at the same time, like, I feel like even if there was, like, footage of Biden, like, literally, like, raping and killing a kid, people would be like, eh, whatever. You know? <laughs> like, they wouldn't even care at this point. yeah. No, he can get away. Like, he's actually, I have a, a little bit of respect for him for how much he can get away with. Yeah. It's like, it's impressive. Like, he just, very recently, he said his son died in Iraq, and that's just not yeah. true. And, uh, like, the, he just breezes over it. I mean, it's the, the level of finesse that he has with his lies. People, A lot of people say he's, like, a blatant liar, and he's a whatever. But there is a point where i mean you can keep blaming the media for skipping over the lies and that's true by the way but there's a point where once you've lied enough people get bored of seeing the tweets about how you lied and so they just move on and so i think he just did he just fucking he just powered through he got an eye formation put the full back in in the red zone and just powered it into the end zone that's all he did right he did he he didn't try to defend his lies he didn't try to do any of that he just kept fucking dude he just carpet bombed he basically did what we did uh to iraq he just kept going and then once it was decimated and everybody was like well we're here now and he, so even if i know that this was wrong it doesn't matter there's no point in arguing against it we just have to rebuild it's like he that's what he did and there's i kind of respect that that's respectable you know <laughs> there's a i i have a certain amount of respect to people who um who are able to lie in the public eye and not have any consequences. Yeah. There there's a that's a, it is a skill. And he's been doing it his entire political career even he even when he was lucid. You know? Mhm. Mm yeah, it's it's so insane, man. Like you can literally get away with murder like if you're identify as a democrat and if you commit crime against somebody who identifies like a Trump supporter. It's like I mean, if you're like literally on the hook for any crime, dude, all you have to do is just be like, hey, guys, I'm a Democrat. It's cool. Bam. Done. Free. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Well, they subpoenaed Trump. Did you see that? They voted uh, to sub uh, subpoena hey, Trump. Maybe I saw a headline about it, but I haven't looked into it at all. So what, what does that I, mean? I don't know. I think he has to testify in front of in front of Congress. Yeah. And I think he I think he said I, I'm more than happy to. But you ha it has to be like on live TV. Like it has to be live and it can't yeah. be. And so who knows? I mean, this is going to backfire. I said this in my solo episode that I recorded today. This is going to backfire on the Democrats. He's going to yeah. say some funny shit. It's going to become a meme and he's not going to be charged with anything because even if he did do anything wrong, you know, he's in that echelon of society that never gets punished. Mm -hmm. And so uh, it, this is going to backfire. He's going to say Trump's amazing in a corner. Mm -hmm. Right. You start throwing punches. Trump is not the Trump is not the attacker. He's the counteroffensive. Right. And the, the thing that the Democrats and the media never learned is that if you just leave him alone for a while, he'll implode. Oh, uh, yeah. That's a good like point. he has. Yeah, he just I mean, he, he'll just and even like his speeches where he speaks for hours, he speaks from the perspective and and cites all of these cases where people are attacking him, the media. The Dems, right? The woke mob. It's always a his speeches. All of his speeches are shitting on the other side and then defending himself from the attack. That's it. 
He's a brawler. You throw a punch at him, he goes fucking perfect. Mm-hmm. This is this is literally the epitome of of how he grew up. He grew up, you know, with a, a, a Fred, Fred Trump was his father, who was a a self made real estate mogul. Um, was was handed a lot of money and a lot of property, and he took it. And he just started being a grifter and he just started, you know, he did some legitimate business and he did a lot of illegitimate business. And, and one of the things that he definitely lives by is I hope this guy punches me because if he punches me, no matter what I do, I'm off the hook. Right. And, and, and he took that same mentality because he's, you know, he also deals with like legal proceedings. He's, you know, he's been in the eyes of the law for a very long time. And so in his mind, he goes, if they just keep attacking me, I can do and say whatever the fuck I want, because when it comes down to it, I always have the, the, oh, hey, they started it aspect to point to, oh, look at what they said about me. And a lot and the fact of the matter is they did play right in his hand because a lot of the things that they said were lies about him, mm-hmm. you know? And so if I, like, if I was the opponent of Trump, I would literally not ever say anything bad about him and just let him implode. Yeah. It kind of just like, uh, just lends itself to the, just the whole idea of the whole, this whole thing is just theater. It's theater across the board, man. Like this is, we're just, we're just watching this elaborate play being played out. And I feel like, well, and then like you had Monica Perez on recently and I had her on too. And one of the things that she, one of the terms that she coined, because she's so good at coining terms, you know what I mean? Like the one that she talked about was the contrary, law of democracy where it's like imagine how like if, if hillary clinton would have been in in 2016 they were trying to roll out the whole lockdown thing and the forced injections like everyone would have freaked out nobody would have gone with it you needed somebody like trump in there in order to push it through and it's almost like looking yeah. at right now like with biden like under biden they like you know repealed roe versus wade uh you know it's just like all now all these like republican things are getting or you know conservative things are getting pushed through so it's like you almost need the opposite power opposite party in power in order to get through what it is you're trying to do. You know, it's kind of weird. Yeah. But well, it's because this brings us to the point that no matter who's in charge, the system is going down. Yeah. And so, and this is, I've said this multiple times. I I tweeted this. Follow me on Twitter fags. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) uh, I said, what's going to happen when the Republicans flip the house and the Senate, and then they take the executive branch with Ron DeSantis or Trump. And we still live in a tyrannical state. Then yeah. what? Then what? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and and so right now, Republicans are coasting. Uh, they're living off the fact that the the economic state, the social state, the, uh, you know, the, the foreign affairs state of this country uh, is in shambles. All of them are in shambles. And uh, it's easy right now for them to go, well. You wanted this, this, you've got the house, you've got the Senate, you've got the executive. And so it's easy for them right now. But the moment they get into power, all of a sudden you're going to hear them go, well, it's not that, you know, it's not that simple. These things are very complex. Uh, you know, we, we have, we're dealing with uh, the repercussions of Biden, the aftershocks of the, 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 uh, you know, the economic downfall that, that Biden, you know, incited. And it's like, you know, it, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. And, 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 and the, the, it's like the people no longer want to be in power, by the way, the best position to be in as a politician right now is to, to be a, a part of the party that's not in power. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's kind of like the punching up effect. Like if you're uh, like trying to trying to like in the rap community, you always want to like start a beef with someone like more powerful than you or something to give yourself clout. Or I don't know, dude, it's just maddening. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, let's see. So, um, so has, uh, has DeSantis dropped any illegal aliens in your neighborhood? No, I don't think any new, uh, I don't think he sent anything to New Jersey. No. I think he, I think it's all New York city. Um, I think they sent some to Chicago. Listen, here's the thing. I, you, you could drop them here and we wouldn't know. I mean, there's so many, it's, it's so many, there's so many immigrants, like, like legal immigrants, yeah, yeah, yeah. but they are like, but they are like fresh off the boat immigrants, Yeah, but they're legal. And so I, it, maybe he is, I don't know. I just wouldn't, you know, yeah. I, I wouldn't know. Yeah. Like they all work in restaurants. And at that point, like when I'm in the restaurant, I don't give a shit about your immigration status. Mm-hmm. You know, don't fucking overcook my fucking halal, right? I want the white sauce. I want the red sauce. Skip the tomato, onion, lettuce, and the fucking pita better be fucking warm and not crispy in any way, shape, or form. I want that bitch flexible. I want it kind of rubbery, not rubbery, but warm and just fucking. So it's like, you know, he said, I mean, listen, there's a lot of restaurants here that are flailing. So maybe send them up, you know, maybe Abbott, hey. You got good, you know, send the Mexicans up because the Mexican food here is disgusting. You know, I'd welcome it. I don't care. You know, the economy here sucks anyway. They're taking they're sucking taxes out of my dick hole. It's crazy. And so, you know, at this point, I don't even give a shit. New Jersey is a lost state. Um, New York is a lost state. California is a lost state. Mm-hmm. You know, right now. You know, I think I think a lot of people in New Jersey are in my position where they plan on, you know, maybe one or two more years here because the wages are fairly high. Um, save up and then get the fuck out. Yeah, man, I, I just I just went through that exact same process. You know, I got to a point in my life where all of my everything that was keeping me in Oregon was no longer in my life. It was just kind of a weird serendipitous thing. Like, I, like it all kind of wrapped up, like that chapter just wrapped up very nicely. And I was just like, okay, I owe it to myself to get out. I'd wanted to get out for a long time. And then, and then like everything ended in Oregon and all these opportunities opened up in Tennessee. And I'm like, okay, that's it. I'm going. So pay attention to that, man. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I can't, I can't recommend it enough, man. Like, like it took effort and it wasn't easy, but man, like the reward of, you know, finding myself in a new location, but there's also some value to like staying and, and, and holding the line. You know what I mean? Like I've heard a lot of people say like, why don't we start a movement of all of us? Like, you know, you know, just kind of Liberty minded people. Why don't we just flood places like New York and California and take these damn places back? But then that's assuming that voting actually has any legitimacy in the first place. You know what I mean, <laughs> yeah, politicians don't work that way where they they, they respond to people rebelling in their own state. What they'll do is is because everything is very self-centered and they look at the political landscape through their own status as a politician. And so they're not going to respond to people who are rebelling in their own state. What they will respond to is everybody leaves, goes to another state. Another state is thriving, making a lot of money. And all of a sudden they're not favorable at all in their state because they go, hey, why are they doing good? And we're not. And so what you have to do is starve. You have to starve the state that that uh, you have to starve the oppressive state. You have to starve it. You cannot fight it. You need to know, you know, you need not fight it. Put your swords away. Just stop 
allowing them to take your money and you can do that by moving and by the way i'm a big fan of dynamism i i like uh you know i i think that a lot of people in this country don't move i think a lot of people stay in the same place their whole entire life and i'm not like i'm not shitting on those people yeah but it's i think it's good to move i moved from south dakota to new jersey i will be leaving new jersey within the next three years, four years, I mean, four years, I, I would prefer to leave a lot sooner, but four years, the max, so there's no way in hell I'm going to fucking stay in New Jersey. I'm 26 now by 30, I'll be gone for sure. And, uh, you know, I think, I think moving it, it, void of politics, just moving States and doing things that push you out of what you're used to, uh, creates, uh, it doesn't build character necessarily, but it does do something to you where you have to like, you kind of get, have you ever moved? And then kind of like, even though, you know, you knew it was the right thing. You kind of get depressed. I'm trying to think, man, I've really, I've born, born and raised in Oregon. I, I moved, you know, a couple cities, but those are like, a, you know, very needed circumstances. The reasons why I had to move. So I can yeah. relate though, where it's like, where it's like, maybe just like, you kind of, like just change in general can be kind of yeah. shocking to the system. And so it's like, man, what did I get myself into? And then just reestablishing new place, not knowing anybody. I can totally relate to that. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, so I moved, I, I moved thrice in South Dakota and I moved one, two, three, four times in New Jersey. And I noticed that every time I move, I just get a little down mm -hmm. and it's because I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's uncomfortability or, you know, missing the place that I, I don't know what it is, but there is like a thing that I get when I move, but, um, in a way when I feel that it's also like, Oh, I, sh this is something that I have to do though. Right. It's not like a, Oh, I regret this type of thing. It's more like, Oh fuck. I'm, they gotta do this. Yeah. It's like, Oh fuck. Here we go. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I think I probably if, 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 you know, right now the only people that are moving are liberals. They're moving from, they're fleeing from New Jersey. New Jersey is losing people. Wow. So is California. So is New York. So is Connecticut. So is Massachusetts. And, um, you know, eventually what's going to happen is Republicans are going to start to move because there's you're going to be you know they're not going to enjoy the politics that come with the people that are moving to their state and i think you know most people move to nashville to tennessee mm -hmm. to texas uh some people are moving to new hampshire um and eventually enough liberals are going to get to those spots to where they're going to really start to move toward like the flyover states, like where I'm from, South Dakota, mm -hmm. Rapid City, Sioux Falls, uh, Nebraska, Kansas, Montana, North Dakota, Idaho, Wyoming. These are going to be become flooded. Mm -hmm. And by the way, in Montana, the the mega wealthy have been buying up land in Montana for years. And uh, you, you know, eventually the Midwest, where I like, eventually I'm going to have to return. I'm going to have to return to the homeland. I'm going to have to make the pilgrimage back to Mecca. And, uh, you know, fast during the day and, uh, and fucking, you know, it, I don't know. It's just, 
geography, the, the, like the real estate market and the, the cultural differences in America, it's going to lead to where eventually everybody's in one spot. Mm. And uh, it's going to cause more conflict because the Republicans are going to say, well, you're moving because of your policies that you voted for. And then the Democrats are going to say, well, you can't just fucking say that a woman can't get an abortion. And then it's just going to be, you know, and that's when it will fucking go up in flames. We've got a we got a little time before it goes up in flames. Yeah. If anything, if anything, the dollar will collapse before the social fabric rips. Yeah. I'll tell you that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's just on. I mean, what they're well, like, what you were describing is like uh, earlier. It's like the idea of like you know the revolution or the the collapse to bring about some sort of new system. I mean, that's this great reset we're witnessing. But I think yeah, the dollar is very uh, limited in its lifetime, and uh, you know I don't know what's gonna happen, man. But but it's uh, we're in for a wild ride for sure. <laughs> you know, uh, let's see. I've got a, I really want to get your react, like reaction to some stuff. Cause I think your commentary on things is just like epic beyond belief. So I pulled some articles that I thought okay. were, uh, entertaining and really encapsulate a lot of the agenda. So let's just, let's just take a look here and see what we got here. So we got, uh, the first one we have. Okay. So this is, uh, got this one earlier. Is that, let's see, it's pulled up. Yeah, there we go. Okay. So this is according to CBS news. Uh, from a couple days ago, life on early Mars may have met its demise because of climate change. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Scientists have warned for decades of the deadly impacts of human caused climate change on Earth. And according to a new study, Mars may offer an example of the damage that can occur to life itself because of the greenhouse gas effect. So basically what they're saying is that uh, the environment on Mars is early. Well, I'll just read a little bit more. The environment on Mars early days, 3.7 to 4.1 billion years ago, was likely favorable to allowing life to thrive, specifically simple microbial organisms that ate up hydrogen and carbon dioxide and released methane. These kinds of microbes are common on Earth today, living in extreme environments such as blah, 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 blah. But that method of consumption may also have led to life, the life form's demise. So basically all the methane being released by the microorganisms on Mars apparently led to its current status as being a dead planet. What do you think? Do you, yeah. you think it was a microbe-made climate change? No, I think here's the here's the thing about Mars. Uh, I have and this this idea that like Elon Musk wants to go to Mars and it, it's like that's fucking stupid. You're stupid. There's no reason to do that. Um, Mars is like a rocky planet. It's like a desert. It's like a cold desert. And isn't that like don't like people in the tech community go out in the desert and like do acid and psilocybin and just trip? Oh yeah. It's like if that's the if that's the environment on Mars, that's probably what led to the downfall of Mars. And if there if there was if there was the ability to fucking support life on Mars, the downfall was not climate change. It was a bunch of fucking tech people who wanted to do, you know, hallucinogenics and fucking, you know, sit on furniture that 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 doesn't have it's just a thin layer of cloth over a metal pole. That's what the fuck led to the downfall of mars okay it has nothing to do with climate change there's this idea that they 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 speak of climate change as if it's uh as if it's a, a political party's fault mm -hmm. and it's like well anything that that has existed before the idea of politics existed it's probably not somebody's fault in particular you know I mean, listen, I don't like people who drive Hummers. Mm -hmm. Usually, they have a poor girl tied up in the hatchback, okay? <laughs> yeah. 
and I leave her there because she, I mean, who, what, you know, she might have deserved it. <laughs> but I also have no respect for the Tesla driver. The mm-hmm. Tesla driver is a piece of shit who goes home and he fucking sits there and he cuts his fucking, you know, his, his soybean burger with a knife mm-hmm. and then he gets in the shower. And he vigorously masturbates. He grips his dick too hard, and he's killing the nerve cells in the tip of his penis, so he can no longer be—he uh, can no longer maintain an erection when he's having sex with his wife because, uh, uh, you know, all of those all of those nerves are dead around the tip of his penis. And um, you know, eventually, within the, the next three years, as his stocks uh, in the in the blue chip market fail, he will uh, murder his wife kill his 16 year old and then shake the newborn that he just learned that he had. And so I have no respect for either one, mm-hmm. the, the Teslas or the, or the Hummers. I don't think that Mars is uh, a good idea. I don't think trying to get people to go to Mars is a good idea. I don't think, uh, you know, we should try to leave the planet. I think we should just try to just, I mean, we know nothing about this planet. We know nothing about this planet. Truly, like if you look at the, the 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 scheme of things of like quantum physics and everything, we know nothing. Yeah. Okay. It's and yeah. so trying to find another planet to live on, it's like, I mean, the only the only thing that's going to happen if you send people to Mars in mass is somebody's going to rape a bitch and they're going to go. The law hasn't been established here yet. That's what's going to happen. That's the only thing that's going to happen. Yeah, it's like it's like going out to sea where there's no like uh no laws out on the maritime laws. Maritime laws. And so like that's that's really what it is. Is they run they just want to go to Mars. Elon wants to go to Mars just so he can like like traffic children. Like that's what it is. It's like the Yeah, the, and that's like, lucrative, oh, by the way. That's a lucrative market. Intergalactic child trafficking, dude. That's what they're on the tip of right there. <laughs> yeah. Somebody develop an app. Yes, yeah, intergalactic child. Oh god. All right. Speaking of speaking of climate change, so this is uh just uh, earlier today, I believe, or Something is sent to me by Colleen. Shouts to Colleen. Fossil fuel protesters throw tomato soup on Van Gogh's sunflowers in London Gallery. So that famous sunflower. Look at these two. Uh... <laughs> yeah. Well, art's gay. Art's for gay people. And so that's kind of funny that they did that. But they super glued. So I actually talked about this on the solo episode that I that I did today. Just yeah. leave them there. Just leave them there. Let them become dehydrated and emaciated and allow them to be the art exhibit, (laughs) right? Allow people to walk through and chastise them and, and say, Oh my God, you know, I mean, you're, you you know, you look emaciated. I can't believe, you know, your, your, your lips are cracked because you don't, you're so dehydrated and your skin's starting to show it. And what a perfect art piece to encapsulate our culture today. Look at that is a work of art right there. Two protesters who are emaciated because we left them there after they vandalized a classic Van Gogh painting. That is the ultimate art piece. Okay. There's a beauty in allowing modernity to ruin uh, tradition. Now, I am a person who believes that we should embrace tradition, or at least we shouldn't veer away from tradition blindly. But this was a perfect opportunity for those fucking... Uh, those museum curators who hit animals to just fucking leave them be and go, this is the culture and this is art. Don't you see? Don't you see? 
because art is supposed to to reflect or, or culture reflects art or art reflects culture. I don't know. Whoever said that's fucking stupid, by the way. <laughs> Let it be. Let them sit there. They're going to get back pain, you know. And if the uh, and if the people who paid to get in, if they want to throw them some Advil, hey, fantastic. Let them be the art piece. There's nothing more beautiful than capturing art in real time. And how much... You know, this this was the epitome of the opportunity to capture art in real time. They glued themselves to the wall. So unless they were going to rip the skin off their hands, they weren't going anywhere. Mm-hmm. Leave them be. Just let them sit there. You don't, don't need to arrest them. Mm-hmm. You know, you call the cops on, on these people, they'll probably show up at the wrong museum and shoot somebody who's innocent. Just let, you know, let them be. Let them, you know. And then eventually, you know, a week and a half later, Bring the paramedics in intravenously, hydrate them, rehydrate them, give them some fucking, you know, small, like, like not solids because their stomach won't be able to digest it, but, you know, like liquid food and get them back, you know, nurse them back to health. But, you know, what an opportunity to put on uh, for a temporary time a, a live art display. And they miss that. They miss that. And, you know, that's, you know, I, I'm no fan of abstract art. I think it's. I think it's for the mentally retarded, mm-hmm. but um, you know this is this was a perfect opportunity, and they missed it. I agree. Yeah, and Van Gogh would have been very proud of them. I think. I think uh, Van Gogh would have been on our side on this one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's like he he could probably would have come back and said, "Listen, I painted that when I was hammered. <laughs> I had just I had just fucking beat the shit because this is back when. Yeah, I just fucking stomped on the neck of my woman because she burnt the fucking unleavened bread. Okay." <laughs> I I painted this in five minutes. I had no real realization that this would be fucking famous. And this person comes in, throws a fucking can of soup on it, and then glues themselves to the wall. And you miss that opportunity. <laughs> You're the douchebags. Yes, exactly, man. That's great. That's great. All right. So this one, I'm I'm really curious what your thoughts are on this one. So this is a <clears throat> this is a Yahoo Finance headline. It says Mer- America is facing a diaper crisis, and the anti-abortion movement is making it worse. So. Sorry, folks, we're running out of diapers, right? And so I think we just probably need to kill more babies. I think that's really the only solution that we have to this horrible, horrible crisis that we're having in the economy right now. What do you think? <laughs> yeah. Well, Latin women are making this worse because they are fucking fertile. Uh, America is facing a diaper crisis and the anti-abortion movement is making it worse. It's weird that they think that a shortage of diapers is the more inhumane thing than abortion. <laughs> I I'm by the way, I'm pro-choice. Like I'm yeah. I'm I'm pro-choice up to the uh, like the first trimester. Yeah. And it's like, you know, I just think the argument's so funny. And and if you go into read the article, like really it's they don't really actually make that assertion like I'm doing a major like uh, rhetorical leap there, but really what it is is Well, it's actually talking- it's not even your fault. They shouldn't have titled yeah. it like that. I mean, that's I their fucking yeah. What, what why is this? Hold up, hold up. Why is this under Yahoo Finance? <laughs> I don't, well, it's, it's, an, well, it's I an economic thing. It's an economic yeah. thing. It's a diaper crisis, right? We're 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 yeah. in economic turmoil right now, and so we need to. We just need to kill more babies, folks, and then the the the, the demand will catch up with the supply. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, really, what I, it is is it's just it's discrediting this. This whole article is like a hit piece on this organization called uh, Heartbeat International, saying that they're like buying up all these diapers and they're not allocating resources properly and blah 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 blah. blah. <laughs> It's just like it's just like oh wait a, there's a there's like a pro-life organization that's buying up all the diapers 
Apparently, that's what they're saying. And, and then they're saying that they're just misallocating and that they're just kind of a, a shitty organization and they need to be like... How do you misallocate diapers? I don't know. I don't know. And here's an interesting Where one, too. So, so, like, like, so this is a funny picture right here. So this is a, this, this is a People Outside Planned Parenthood, Manhattan, New York City. So I think that... So if you look at this image, you have the escort at Planned Parenthood there, the one with the mask, right? You can tell that she's a legitimate Planned Parenthood worker. And then you have this other gal that looks like a Quaker pretending to be an escort to escort people into Planned Parenthood. And then there, she intercepts people and talks them into keeping their baby. And then they have another activist next to her with a sign that says, don't trust this lady, don't trust the Quaker lady. I just thought this, there's so much in this image right here. Holy shit. That's, I am overstimulated. <laughs> yeah, I fucking... So I mean, this is this is the level that I mean, first of all, get to work. What are you doing? What, how do you have time? I never understand how people have time for this. Like, do you know how many times I have been involved in a social situation where I go, I could make a point here. But I don't. Yeah, because I've got five, ten minutes and I know if I get sucked in, I'm fucked. Mm -hmm. How are these people where where do they get the time for this? Who's supporting them? Like, I don't understand how a person, by the way, is that a male? I think they're all females. Well, I don't know, dude. And the fake, the fake escort woman or the man, or I don't know what it, I don't know what it is. The person holding holding, the sign. Yeah. That looks like a female. It looks like a FUPA. Yeah, dude, that's fucking. Dude, have you ever fucking cut open sausage and then not been able to get all the sausage out of the casing before you throw it in the pan? That's what that looks like. It looks like they cut open the sausage and you're trying to fucking force it out. And then places where the 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 casing is holding it just bulge out. That's what her fucking legs and probably vagina look like. Yeah. Her, probable, her probable vagina. <laughs> yeah, dude. Those knees look like a fucking... Those knees look like they've been in solitary confinement for the past 25 years. Those yeah. knees look like a mentally ill serial killer. Yeah. Jesus uh, Christ. Yeah, it's hilarious. Oh, man. So anyway, I just... I don't even know, man. Like, it's just... We're just descending into into just insanity here. And I got, and I got one more here. I got one more here. And then I had something I was going to see if you... Uh, just a further conversation I heard you having with um, uh, Monica. But anyway, so look at this. I saw this pop up. It said $402,000 worth of meth reportedly found in a condom-filled pumpkin at the Texas border. And I'm looking at that. I'm like, dude, that's not $400,000 worth of meth. Like, I don't know, dude. I've been out the game for a minute, but I don't. to me, that's I mean, not $400,000 worth of meth right there. <laughs> like, what's going yeah, I don't, on? Think it, I don't think it's that much. I, it depends on, I mean, I don't know. Listen, inflation, I don't know. The CPI yeah, yeah. went up. They did go up. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm from a, South Dakota has a bad math problem. Yeah. If those, if that was the, if it was just two condoms full, I don't think it was 402,000. Yeah. I mean, unless they just took, oh, unless pumpkins. the photographer. Oh, pumpkins is plural. I didn't catch that. Okay. There we go. Oh, okay. So maybe, you know. Well, that's uh, and this is that that that's that news source's fault because yeah. the photographer didn't do his his yeah. uh you know he I mean you should be taking a picture of all of it. Oh yeah, where's the the table full of pumpkins, the big pile full of pumpkins, dude? That's yeah, dude, you you have to grab the attention. See, most people don't have writing ability anymore. Yeah. They don't know how to write in an upside down pyramid form. Mm-hmm. In, or they call it the inverted pyramid. I went to school for journalism and never used it. Uh uh, inverted pyramid means that you write like that first sentence should fucking grab you. Yeah. 
And, uh, and then as you go down the less important information or the less interesting information, uh, as you go down, most people don't know how to, how to really correctly structure uh, an article where it can keep somebody's attention. Mm -hmm. Um, and so you need pictures, the pictures aid in that. And if you're going to fucking take a picture of $402,000 worth of meth, I want to see it. Right. It, one of two things better be on the screen. $402,000 worth of meth or a person who did $402,000 worth of meth. Yeah. <laughs> There's, you know, it, it, it shouldn't be uh, two condoms full. I could fill a condom full of sand yeah, and take a picture of it, put it on Twitter and nothing would happen. Yeah. And that's basically what he did. He took a fucking, yeah. it was, it, that's retarded. That's not your fault, by the way. That oh, is yeah. their fault. That's yeah. their fault. Weak. Totally weak. It's weak, and and it's poor journalism. It's poor photography, and yeah. I wish nothing but uh, cancer on those who were involved. Yeah, I agree. I agree. All right. So last thing here as we're wrapping up here. So I heard you and Monica talking about uh, the Oklahoma City bombing, that, and you were going to talk about like Terrence Yeeke and all that stuff. And you seem to have a good amount of knowledge on that. And I, that's one of those rabbit holes that I love looking into. Have you heard of the uh, Eglin blast effect study? Have you looked into that angle of it at all? No. Eglin okay. like Eglin's best. No, it's a, no. There's a there's a military base. I think it's in Florida. I can't remember. It's called Eglin Eglin Air Force Base. And I wanted to show you this because this shit is nuts. Um, first okay. of all, first of all, I want to show you this is a um, this is like we, I talk about this a lot on the show. There's a good little search tip. So if you type in Eglin Last Effect Study into Google, you're obviously going to get just a bunch of like um, things that are like debunking. Well, there's some like slightly uncredible websites that talk about it or just it's just not going to give you anything you want to find right google doesn't give you any of the results you want to find there's a, a search engine called yandex do you use yandex are you familiar with yandex isn't that russian yeah it's the russian search engine yeah so i, I so i've heard of it i, I don't use yeah. it but i have heard of it it's great if you're trying to find like controversial stuff like like dude how good probably yeah. is the fucking porn on there like with probably. russian bitches holy probably. shit dude yeah check it out but yeah, yeah, I'm sure you could get a whole. Dude, you could probably watch a Russian dude get a blowjob while he beats the shit out of another Russian dude. <laughs> yeah, dude, yeah, it's exactly. probably exactly. fucking. It's rugged, rugged. I'm sure we might have to cut this short. I might have a fucking goal now. <laughs> yeah, dude. Well, well, when we're done, you can do a whole Patreon episode on on uh, Russian Yandex porn. It's just gonna be the audio of me breathing. I'm gonna keep the mic really close to my mouth. <laughs> And then I'll fucking ASMR color commentary. I was like, well, she's fucking getting up now. But, oh, he pushed her back down. And this is outside, so her knees are starting to hurt, definitely. This is not a well-paved road. This is bumpy. There's rocks. Yeah, she's bleeding. She's bleeding. Like, that's what it's going to be. It's, it's not going to be an audio. Nobody wants to see my dick because you can no. barely see it. But no, it's fucking, you know, if I, I – I should – I actually should – you're right. Maybe I should do a Patreon episode where I just fucking narrate my session of masturbation. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Maybe, maybe. I'm sure there's an audience for that. But what I was going to show you real quick is just like, okay, so Yandex. If you're trying to find like controversial topics, Yandex is a great search engine. And right at the very top, you get the archive.org link to the Eglin Blast Effects study. And uh, check it out, dude, because basically what uh, they did at Eglin's Air Force Base is they recreate, they made like a, a, a small replica of the Murrah Federal Building and they recreated the entire explosion scenario. They parked a truck full of the exact amount of ammonium nitrate that they supposedly had and they blew the building up and they determined that like, yo, there's no way this could have happened that way. 
and uh like the amount of damage to this to the uh to the replica building was so minimal that the actual study concludes that there had to have been explosives inside the building 100 percent. and then at the end of this whole study it has like all these other uh engineers like backing up testimony there's like photos and stuff so it's, it's, it's an interesting little rabbit hole to go down for sure and this was in florida I, I can't remember where the Eglin Air Force Base is. It was E G L I N, Eglin Air Force Base. And okay, uh, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's 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 crazy shit, man. Like all these engineers are saying, like, yo, there's no way that it could have been and done the way that you're. What, uh, like, what agency carried like this out? U.S. Air Force, United States Air Force. Weird. Yeah, yeah it's a it's a crazy one, dude. Dude, it's a wild wild rabbit hole. Yeah, check it out, dude. So. Maybe the maybe the military does take breaks from maybe. raping civilians maybe. and they do you know it's that's pretty fucking damning if that's yeah. the tr if so I, I I mean I don't know I maybe it's you know maybe you're trying to fool me no, dude. Uh, I don't I mean I, no I believe you it's probably fucking yeah. true but um that's insane yeah I mean cuz one, it's it's you know there's plenty of accounts uh, regarding the the Oklahoma City bombing that had seen trucks pull it, like mysterious trucks pull in the night before, mm -hmm. and uh, they had seen I forget the fucking kid's name who who built the bomb. Um, um who they pinned allegedly? Yeah, they pinned it on who's that, that fucking McVeigh? McVeigh, McVeigh. McVeigh. Yeah. They saw McVeigh with like six other men building the bomb in like a national park in Oklahoma. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's, none of it makes any sense. No. Uh, uh, the partner who was arrested, I don't know his name either. It's been so long. Um, you know, he had uh, mentioned multiple people Terry, who had helped Terry them. Terry Nichols. Yeah, yeah, he had mentioned people who had helped them. And, uh, you know, here, here's what I'll say. If you don't believe me that the FBI or the CIA would be involved in a case like this where they would create a terrorist uh, for you know their own benefit, I recommend you read uh, go to the inter just type in the intercept Sammy Osmakak O S M A C A C K. Uh, it's uh, I think the, the the title of it is how the FBI created a terrorist, and it's about like this semi-retarded Albanian boy who converted to Islam, and he's like he was a you know he was like a part of the like the fucking he was it was a like a war torn country. He he immigrated here um, to seek freedom and seek uh, not getting shelled in the mouth, and uh, you know the FBI targeted him because they knew he was mentally feeble. And uh, basically convinced him the FBI is on tape. And I think it's in the article, by the way, if you find it, mm -hmm. the FBI is on tape saying, yeah, I don't think he would be doing this if it weren't for us. And uh, I think they have an audio. Yeah, this is this might be it. In the video, Sammy Osmakak, a tall. Yeah, this, yeah, yeah, yeah. How the yeah, FBI and, created a terrorist. Yeah. And I think there's audio. Uh, FBI audio that was struck from the record, by the way, in court, but mm -hmm. is here. And it, 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 like the FBI agent says, I don't think he'd be doing this if it weren't for us, or he's only doing this because of us, or we're the reason this is happening. Like something along those lines, this might be it. Uh, but it's insane. It is yeah, truly that's insane. That's crazy. Well, good, dude. I'll follow up on that for sure. Well, shoot, man. 
I appreciate also, but here, yeah, 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 also yeah. just just a point to that. Um, also, Sammy Osmakak kind of don't be retarded. Stop being retarded. Don't be <laughs> retarded. If you don't want to be, if you don't want to be framed for terrorism, don't be retarded. Stop it. This goes for all of you out there. If you don't want to get caught in a false flag, just don't be retarded, dude. Yeah, don't fall no. for this shit. Yeah. Don't be, don't be clinically and diagnosably mentally disabled. Stop yes. it. That was yes. the choice that you made. I actually had a mentally retarded aunt, and uh, you know, I tried. I tried to make her stop being retarded. I said, Linda, you knock it off. She'd <laughs> snoop. My 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 aunt would snoop in uh yeah. in, in like like uh uh like pan pots and pans cabinets. <laughs> she would just go through and like fuck with them and make noise. Uh, and so uh, here's the thing about my aunt, though. My aunt was mentally. I think she had the what did they say? A five year old. I think she had the met the the intellect and maturity of a five year old. And uh, sometimes she would drink a few beers. She'd get a little rowdy. And let me tell you something. Here's what I will say: FBI approaches Linda. You know, a couple beers in. She's telling him to fuck off. <laughs> Good. There you go. She, dude. she, listen, she fucking valued Liberty. She valued Liberty and she loved clanging fucking silverware and pots and pans together. And it would be fucking, it'd be like 11. People would be watching fucking TV and then all of a sudden they just go off and you're like, Linda, hey, Linda, you don't be, I mean, we're, you know, the reason you get a check is because I pay taxes. Why don't you just have a seat? Yeah. Oh my great God. woman. So I loved her. Loved her. Is she no longer with us? No, she's long. She's no longer with us. She's annoying oh. God okay. in heaven right now. She's clanging pots and Jesus is going, Linda, fucking knock her. <laughs> oh. oh, Linda. Well, well, bless your heart, Linda. Bless your heart. So, well, you guys, all right, everybody out there listening, don't be a fucking pussy. Go follow Zach Brown. Where can they find you, dude? They can find me on Twitter at Unfit Statesman, Instagram at Unfit Statesman. The podcast is pretty much everywhere, except I'm not on Odyssey, Rumble, or YouTube. The only the only uh, video platform that I'm on is Rockfin. Rockfin, right? yeah, 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 Rockfin, <clears throat> and uh, the all the audio platforms. Just go go do that. You guys, I can't tell you how much I, I really love his show, man. It's like my new favorite podcast. Like I've been saying, like, it's just fantastic. I appreciate that. And man, you crush. Well, you know what it is too. And I'm sure you've heard this before. You got like a little bit of like a Tim Dillon vibe, right? And uh, people have said that. Yeah. yeah. But, but, but Tim went full blown into the vaccine and he's all fucking sell out shill piece of shit now. So it's very refreshing to have like someone that kind of brings back. I don't think I'm, I'm certainly like, so people, you're yeah. not the first person who has, has said that. I don't, I'm probably not as smart or funny as him i think you dude just keep pushing dude i think you you got it man you got it you're gonna be huge one of these days <laughs> yeah well i mean hopefully not physically like tim dylan yeah yeah, yeah hopefully exactly. I can uh, fucking, i'm about 20 pounds overweight right now hopefully daddy yeah. can lose a little weight i'm on I, you know I'm, I'm taking shots of apple cider vinegar in the morning so go. uh yeah i don't know i mean tim dylan is more comedic he's a stand-up comedian yeah i'm a, i'm not yeah, I'm a you know I'm a person who just uh, you know I I drive it around in a 2017 Nissan Altima. I just bought it. It's a push to start. No big deal. It's a push to start. You know, yeah. got the display. Yeah. Fucking you know, I got rid of the 2004 Ford Escape that uh, required six thousand dollars worth of uh, work to get it back road ready. I said no. Got the 2017 Altima, and now I'm just running over pedestrians. And uh, yeah, you know, I go in the poor neighborhoods. I target the poor kids. You know. 
you know, <laughs> yeah. what of it? What of it? Just you know, doing your part, just doing your part. There you yeah. go. Yeah. I mean, what, what the fuck? I mean, you get a new car. The first thing you got to do is go hit a minority. <laughs> yeah. Probably. Yeah. And probably something like that. Oh shit. All right, Zach. Well, brother, thank you so much for coming on, man. And we'll have to do this again soon. I really appreciate you. And keep yeah, it was, work, all right? it was my pleasure. And thank you for having yeah. me on. Oh yeah, man. Have a good night. Peace. All right.